You're listening to the Pastors Podcast of Mission City Fellowship of San Antonio, Texas. Mission City Fellowship exists to make and mature disciples of Christ who live all of life for the glory of God and proclaim Christ for the joy of all people. You can find more resources like this one at missioncityfellowshipsa.org. Right. Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. Uh, Pastor Phil here, joined with Pastor Rob. Pastor Rob, uh, it is a joy and a privilege not just to serve you, church, on Sunday mornings, but to serve through this Pastors Podcast. We hope it does serve you. We we hope every little part of it, uh, though it be a quick little moment of your day, that it could serve you just to give insight and relationship, build relationship between us and in, insight into our lives and uh, we're just normal normal people uh, saved by grace called and made sheep of a, of a wonderful savior uh, but with a privilege to serve you as pastors and so um, we hope that this pastor's podcast serves don't forget that uh, you through the church app are able to submit questions on any topics whether that's coming out of Sunday morning or uh, on anything else that you have thoughts on or questions on, uh, when we, if we're able, we'll we'll get to it. All right, um, Pastor Rob. Before we get started, just rehearsing Sunday and and talking about other things, um, I, I think it's interesting for the church to know this. So football season's going on. The church must have prayed because the Cowboys look like a wonderful team on Sunday, <laughs> um, beating the Patriots. Uh, which I, I took much joy in. Yes. Uh, my yes. ultimate joy is not there, but it was definitely a, an added joy. It's a token. <laughs> a token of grace. Uh, but in light of that, football season's here, watching games. I think it's interesting for the church to know just little things about us, um, like how you typically watch a football game. <laughs> Do you know what I'm referring to? It's not to? that much different than how you watch it. <laughs> It's a little bit different. So <laughs> well, you yeah. you watch the game, literally watch it. You don't listen to it. Yeah, it's muted. Well, and I, I that's out of out of love for my wife, and because I want her to be in the room. Because if the sound is on, she tends to not want to be in the room. So that's that's the compromise we made. So I I over time I've learned to to I don't even miss it. I, all it is is just people giving their opinions about what we just saw happen, and I don't. It doesn't matter quiet. to me. Yeah, it's just quiet. It's just quiet. It's just quiet, and so I actually enjoy. And because, and there's another part of this too. I don't know that I ever told you this, but there, there's a part of it too. The noise, especially like with the Cowboys, uh, I used to get all riled up when they'd mm. start doing bad or whatever or the game would get close. And I've noticed I don't have those anxious things mm. when the sound is off. I'm just watching the game, able to enjoy the athleticism of what there is, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But now that really started because of Terry. And Terry, she just didn't like to have that noise. And so I said, well, if I turn off the sound, will you stay in the room? And she said, yes. And so that's. There you go. And that's how our wives serve us. They help <laughs> turn down the noise in our lives yeah. in many ways. I yeah. Think. Well, so along some of those lines were like, in a way, were kind of the opposite because you watch the game, but you don't listen to it. And then 
yeah. typically commercials are there. I know we recently yeah. talked about with Halloween going on that some of these even ugly commercials that are coming on. So you're yeah. even having to change it's the channel. Crazy. So it uh, is crazy. In light of that, um, we watch the game. We listen to it. But we don't watch the commercial. <laughs> we don't watch the commercial. We change the commercials. And part of that, one, it's, edi- you know, what is edifying sometimes and what is not edifying. And so sometimes if we have the game on and if we let the commercials go through, but we'll change the channel on certain commercials or something, but especially with kids and especially during football season right now, because it's close to Halloween, we've noticed there are more scary movie commercials and local commercials, you know, with scary stuff. And so we just purpose just change the channel or black yeah. it out. So one year we had like all the youth over to our house to watch the Super Bowl. And I just told them, it's like, and, every, and everybody was looking forward to the commercials. And I said, guys, I'm sorry to break it to you. We don't watch the commercials. So we, we would turn it to PBS and watch a cartoon during the commercial. <laughs> Eventually it, it grew on everybody, but. But you're just so much more spiritual so, than I am. No. Yeah, we do watch the commercials. Although. <laughs> All those Halloween, there's one, I think it was on yeah, Prime or whatever it was, a Sunday night where there was like, yeah, they was horrific yeah, what the, yes. the commercial was. And I was like, and my, I, my granddaughters were there. Yeah. And see, that's exactly why, like you, 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 and now we are, we're, we're grateful for God's grace and he can work in our minds and our imaginations. In fact, I, you know, in our lives I and mean, we've prayed that Lord sanctify our thoughts yeah. and our, our memories, um, you know, we try to guard those eyes, but I, I'll I'll tell you, man, I, I I'm just gonna come out and say this: I hate Halloween. I hate it, man, because we can't drive. Through Shocking! Our, I know we can't <laughs> drive through our neighborhood without like, and things are getting worse. There's like two story tall, s- scary stuff, and it's just I just it doesn't serve our children, man. So many of them, like my. Yeah, there's it, it leads to scary dreams and stuff like that. And I just, I, I'll be honest, I have prayed at times. <laughs> like, what, would you just knock that thing down and make it break? And um, it's going to be a lot of praying of that because there's like 200 of them at every Home Depot. And, yeah. Anyway, so we'll keep moving here. Yeah. Um, so, so we enjoy watching games. We watch them differently. Um, well, so this past Sunday... Uh, we continued on in the Gospel of John. We were in John 7, verses 25 through 39. And uh, I think I ended up t- titling the sermon, Come and Drink of Jesus. And um, it was just another, very similar to John chapter 4, where Jesus meets a Samaritan woman at, at the well and calls out her soul thirst, that there's a reality. She's she's looking to be satisfied and uh, She'll never be satisfied apart from drinking this true living water and, and coming to Jesus to drink. Um, and so we were just rehearsed how it's that essentially that same truth being declared here in John 7, um, where Jesus is saying, yeah, come and drink. But the, the catch is you have to come to him and drink. Um, so just as we rehearsed that, we, we saw how this is taking place in the Feast of Booths. And I, I will say... I never stopped being amazed at God's purposing and uh, strategic planning. Um, I always think of President Bush's like strategery. Strategery. <laughs> it's God's strategery of his strategic planning and purposing <laughs> of all these things and how they take place 
at the perfect moment and how Jesus is this greater fulfillment of all these things. And so even this Feast of Booths and the water ceremony and how it's in that context that then Jesus stands up and cries out. And, and now you know why he would have to cry out to all these, all these people, all this commotion, calling to God, Lord, you know, thank you for giving water, living water and to our generations past. Thank you for giving living water this past season. Give us living water. Give it, pour out your water upon us in this next season. And that's, you know, going into the rainy season of, of Israel. And then how he, how he stands up and says, come and drink from me. You want this water of God, come to me. And it's just so radical. Jesus is just so radical. And so just rehearsing that, digging deeper into that, for me personally, was just blew me away. And I just love the scripture when things like that are just coming out and just, it's just, it enlivens the whole truth of God and amazes me. And so we saw that, we saw how just this thirsty world that we live in and the responses of the people then are not so different from the responses we see now. Um, and then uh, how Jesus meets that thirst. He's the, he's the great soul quencher. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we rehearsed that, um, closed with the illustration from C.S. Lewis coming and drinking, which I think captures that beautifully. There is no other stream to go and drink from. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That was the sermon from Sunday. There you have it. <laughs> yeah, it was just really strong again. It just, uh, it's so, you know, you talked about Jesus being radical is just the continue. And we, we brought this out again and again from the gospel of John His the, the call was to come to him. Yes. It's just so different. It's not come live this way or come mm. be part. It's like, come to me. Yeah. That is just so radical. And that is, that is not what world religions are based upon. Yeah. Generally, it's about a system. And certainly there are ways to live and there are things that he saves us from and saves us too. But yeah. it's always about him personally and being connected vitally to him and drinking of him and believing of him and eating of him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you brought that out again. That's just, that really is radical. And, and we don't stop Ever. going yeah. to him right. and drinking of him. Um, and I'll be honest, that's the temptation for us who have tasted of that stream. Is is And that's what's so silly of our sin and silly of what we do is we almost forget yeah. in a way that, I mean, we try to drink from other streams. Yeah, the, what is the, old te the broken cisterns? Yes, out of Jeremiah. Yeah. Yep, we, we, we make these broken, we hew out for ourselves, these yeah. systems and they're broken and they can't satisfy, it's right. dirty water. Um, and we do that, we still do that all the time. Yeah, We do that with so many, it, I actually feel like it connects to even the sermon on joy that we talked about. Yeah. You know, what are What's our chariot of joy? In this case, good, yeah. what's the pitcher of water, the stream of water we're trying to drink from? Well, and, and another image of that, it's like selling your spiritual birthright like, yeah, like Esau. Esau. Or, or a mess of pottage, yeah. you know, yeah. That that's that's what that was. And it's like, that's what we're doing. We're giving away our spiritual birthright for something that's so much less. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Temporary. I'm not truly satisfied. Yeah. Well, then I love, you know, it, it, John, you know, points out, so there's 
all the application we just made. And then John points out, hey, this is the spirit. You know, as we come and drink of right. Jesus, it's the spirit that he pours out um, that yeah. fills us and overflows out of us. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful because it was kind of a reminder too that though I feel dry at times, I may feel that way, but the reality is the stream is still flowing. Yeah. Christ has not blocked up the stream. It's still there. Right. Right. And so, Lord, let me taste of the means of grace you've given that will serve my heart and my soul and my mind on yeah. a day-to-day basis. Right. Yeah. So I think that serves. Um, hey, one, one, I feel like another cool nugget that I, I, I didn't share um, in light of the sermon was, um, so they're at the temple. Feast of Booths taking place. They're talking about water. And it, out of Ezekiel 47, there is this looking towards this, this day in which water would just overflow and flow out of the temple and would just almost just like a, a tsunami go out into the world, east, west, and north, and south, and coming out of the temple. And there's this line out of Ezekiel, it's 47, I think the first 12 verses, but there's this line that it says this, um, uh, so everything will live where the river goes. Oh, I have goosebumps. (laughs) That is so good. So everything will live where the river goes. And what is it pointing to? Well, we know John has been already been hitting on Christ came and tabernacled, dwelt among us. He's picturing Jesus as the greater temple. And so here you have the, the Feast of Booths or the Feast of Tabernacles taking place at the temple. And Jesus says, come and drink of me. So he's not just the better water pitcher. He's not just the better, greater high priest who's pouring out the water. He's not just the rock that Moses struck in the wilderness, which they would have really been thinking yeah. of. But he actually is the great temple thought of and looking towards out of Ezekiel in which all those rib- yeah. the rivers of life flow north, south, east, west. And wherever that river wow. goes, there is life. Yeah. Oh, that's, isn't that good? Man, it feeds your soul. It does. So that truth, that reality. Oh, so yeah. let, let, let us go to the temple of Christ himself yeah. and drink of those rivers. Yeah. So good. In, in, in light of that, that's kind of one reason why we do communion every Sunday. Right. Um, when we were first talking about planting the church, I, I, you know, maybe you could share a little bit more on that. I've talked a lot, but where you know we were talking about planting the church, we get to decide, okay, what are we going to do? And and you know, talking about doing communion every Sunday, you know, we know not every church does that, and and. And that's okay. Yeah, there's freedom. Um, there. There's freedom there. That's good. But we felt that sense of almost in, in like a, in light of coming and drinking of Jesus, that it was a weekly, fresh way to come and drink and feast, it as a means of grace. Yeah. Right. To our Savior and upon our yeah. Savior. Um, yeah, 
I mean, it's, it's I, the conversation was, don't we want as much of Jesus as we can get every yep. Sunday, every gathering? Because we're, yeah. we're as a as a co- church community, we're only together all together for like this hour and a half, two hours on Sunday. Right. We want to just saturate it. We want to yeah. we want to or like squeeze as much out of that as we can. And just yes. having communion is just, a, you know, we talk about we may we may preach the worst sermon in the world, but yeah. we're going to the, we're going to get the gospel and the hope of the gospel and communion. Right. And you're right. That was exactly our conversation was, don't we want as much of Jesus as we possibly can? Yeah. That's excellent. And I love it. I look forward to it every Sunday. I know just as, as human people, the temptation is always to grow, you know, used to something and and all that, but that doesn't mean we stop doing it. No, no, that that's the heart you bring to it. Yeah. It's the heart you bring and whether you're willing to, to think, Oh, well, we just do this now. And just because we do this, that, the meaning is just in doing it. It's not, it's in the heart that you bring to it and the awareness and the openness. So, yeah, I think that's excellent. When light of even communion, we've had some people ask us about communion. Um, you know, we use communion, these little communion cups, um, that are pre packaged. Yeah. They're, um, they're not the best. They're not you know? the best. Sometimes the juice is a little more fermented than, oh my. than we would like. Yeah, I, we try. Yeah, we try not to. I had made the mistake of ordering too much at one time, and there's like, there's expiration date on those things. <laughs> so we try to time that better. Try to time it a little bit better. Um, but it, they have served, and it's been really sure. great. And in the context of which and we're grateful in, for them. Where we are. and But I think, you know, some people have asked, you know, is that how we would always do communion? What's our thoughts on that? And I think, do you want to share what we would ultimately intend no, to do? Please go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I, our greatest desire, if we had time, we're on a little bit of a time crunch where we are. Obviously, we don't have our own building. We would desire to have extended time where maybe at the front there is an actual, there's bread and there's a loaf and, and where we have table set up where that is there and from one piece we're able to break it in, and serve and I think we would envision something like that where everyone comes up and as pastors we get to serve them um, I think that would ultimately be our yeah. our desire yeah as you hear that beeping there yeah sorry <laughs> we're sitting in a car right we're now the car. and the car just turned off so I don't know if it idles too long I guess it turns off there we go. Sorry. <laughs> that was so inspirational, yeah, that, too. No. no. Um, there you go. We don't have a building. We right. have to have meetings at coffee shops and in cars. And um, we tried to do this to help with sound, so there wasn't so much sound going on. But yeah. So, so, yeah, so that was our, that's our ultimate desire would be to serve communion in that way and take our time. and For the elders to be engaged with. Right. This yeah. is the body. Oh my! The blood to, of Christ to and to and, and not in a, not in a Catholic way. So if anybody no, cares right, that, sure. you know the whole transubstantiation well, stuff. What we're not Catholic? <laughs> He's joking, precious saints. Pastor Rob is joking when he yeah. says that. Oh, <laughs> I'm no, sorry. No. Um, so, but that but that would be our desire, yeah. and we we have done that during Christmas. We'll sometimes we'll have a, yeah. a worship night, and we'll yeah. just serve communion that way. It's just a sweet time. Yeah. So that, that would be our desire for, for communion. So we're, we are coming and drinking freely and fully of our, of our precious Savior. Amen. All right. Well, I think, I think we'll call that. We've been going for a little while here. Um, 
Church, it's a joy once again to serve you as pastors. We really are, we feel as if it is a privilege to serve you. Yes. It is a joy to be your pastors. It is a joy to serve alongside one another. We love you. Yeah. We love one another. And thank you. Yes, thank, thank you. you. We, thank you for being patient with us too. Yes. And just being understanding. We're, yes. That is such a gift. Yes, it is. Church, you are hungry for the word. You love your Savior. It, you are encouraging. You highlight God's grace when you see it. You see it and celebrate it. Church, we couldn't ask for a sweeter sweeter sheep and a sweeter people to serve and to be a part of. So we are, we are truly grateful. Yes. Amen. Well, church, go to the temple. Go to the one, our precious Savior, who is the greater temple and where the rivers of life flow so that everything will live where his river goes. Go go and drink of him this week. Yes. We love you, precious saints. Yes. God willing, we'll see you Sunday. Yes. Grace and peace. Yes. Bye.